for you Psalms 14 and verse 1. Psalms 14 and verse 1 is what the Bible says. It says, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works, and there is none that doeth good. The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. Amen. Today, if you allow me just for a few moments, I want to preach to you on this subject. The greatest voice. The greatest voice. Can we pray? Lord, we love you so much. We're so thankful for your kindness, and we're so thankful for your presence. God, we thank you for this amazing worship, this amazing worship team, Lord, that has led us into your presence. We're so thankful for what we feel. Now we ask you to let the, your word do its work. You would touch every heart, every mind. God, I pray that I would decrease and that you would increase. And I pray that we would not only be hearers of the word today, but we would be doers of the word also. And we'll be careful to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And someone shout in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands and give them a praise as you are seated in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Amen. The greatest voice. How many know that we are living in a time of overwhelming voices? Everybody is talking. We are, we are talking more now than we have ever talked before. There are, there's more information uh, now in our society than there has ever been before. There are so many avenues of voices that are allowed to speak into our lives. Matter of fact, there's many times that there are voices in our world that we can't even control. They're just there. They're there on the television. They're there on the radio. They're there through podcasts. They are there through social media, Instagram, Facebook. There's all kinds of voices that speak to us from all angles of society. And sometimes it's not an actual voice, but it's a, it's a, it's a thought process. It's, a, it's a, the, the pushing of an agenda. We, we, we see it everywhere. We see it on billboards. We, we see it on magazine covers. You can't stand in the checkout line in Kroger without seeing magazine covers and someone did this and someone did that and uh, Jen and Brad are breaking up again. And, and we, it, there's all these voices. All these voices just talking to us all the time. And if we're not careful, uh, we can't find an avenue to turn off the voice. We can't find a way to just turn it off. And, and we can take social media, we can take media completely out of the context completely, but we still have voices. Our, our husbands, our wives, our children, our families, our aunties, our uncles, our grandmas, our grandpas. We have so many voices. Everybody wants to be right. Everybody wants to be right. So the, when voices speak, they speak with determination. When they speak, they speak with confidence. Uh, when they speak, they speak with overwhelming, uh, the, the overwhelming ability to influence us. We are, you are influenced by voices, whether you want to believe it or not. You are influenced by the voices of this world. We all, in some way, form or fashion, are influenced by voices. And that's why it's good sometimes just to turn off every voice. Just so you can actually hear yourself think for a minute. We, have, we are living in a time when we have let news media outlets think for us. Social clubs think for us. Denominations think for us. Religions think for us. Amen? Preachers and teachers think for us. 
we have no voice ourselves in the matter. We just listen to all of these voices. We let them into our lives. And every voice in your life is not a good voice. I would say in 2020 that there are more toxic voices in our world today than there has ever been before. Just voices. Voices here and voices there. There are voices of good and there are voices of bad. There are righteous voices and there are evil voices. And there's never been a moment in our history where we have been more open and susceptible to all of these voices at one time. But I want to talk to you today about the greatest voice. And I want to speak to you a few moments about voices that we should listen to. Amen? And I'm going somewhere. Just give me some time. We're going to get there. Let me tell you some voices that you should listen to. Number one, you should listen to your parents. Amen? Amen. I got a Bible for that. Matter of fact, it's in one of the commandments. We only got 10. And one of them says, honor thy father and thy mother. Now, I'm not saying follow anybody blindly. But your mom and dad may have some information that you would like to be privy to. If you're an adult in this room and you are now adulting, I mean, and what I mean by adulting, you have bills. And you got kids. And, 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 and you realize now that your mother and father actually told you some things that was super legit and you wish you would have listened to it. Just raise your hand. My, my, my. Some of y'all need to look, at, look around you and just say, hey, wait a minute. Maybe, maybe I think I know it all, but I should listen to the leadership in my life. Amen? If, if, if everybody in your family thinks he's an idiot, Hey, he might be an idiot. If your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, your aunties, and your, and your uncles, and Pookie and them, everybody you know and love and trust say to you, that girl is no good, there's a high chance. The high chance. Now, it might, it might not be completely true. But there's a high chance she ain't no good. These are voices that we should listen to. At least do some investigation. At least pause for a moment. Take a deep breath and go, wait a minute. Everybody who I trust in my life, all these voices that I've trusted for 18, 19, 20 years are now telling me they see something wrong here. Maybe I should pump the brakes a little bit. Okay. And we're not going to get too many claps there, but that's okay. <laughs> Leadership is a great voice that you should listen to. You should listen to your pastor. Amen. You should listen to the man of God in your life. The voice of the man of God is one of the most important voices in your world. Here's what you need to know about your man of God. And here at the POP, I have the, the unique and, and, and wonderful honor of knowing your man of God personally. He prays for you. He's concerned about your soul. And God will speak to him many times long before he speaks to you. 
And you may be thinking, why would God do that? Because God always tests our submission. God always requires submission to a voice, an earthly, fleshly voice. Read it in the Bible. From beginning to end, there is always a voice of submission for every man of God. And you should listen to the voice of the pastor. Why? Because 1 Corinthians 1 and 21 tells us that God hath chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. You need a preacher in your life. God chose preachers. God chose preaching to save them that believe. There ain't anybody sitting in this room right now that's ever been saved, sanctified, and glorified without a man of God speaking into your life at some point and saying you need to be saved, you need to be washed, you need to be healed, you need to come out. We all need a man of God. The voice of the man of God is an important voice in our lives. It is Psalms 12 and 15 that tells us that the way of a foolish man is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. And Proverbs 24 and 6 tells us, For by wise counsel shalt thou make war, and in multitude of counselors there is safety. You should seek counsel. When you have the opportunity to choose a voice, choose wisely. Your single friend probably can't tell you nothing about marriage. Let me say it again. Your friend that's, that's had 27 girlfriends over the last two months probably is not a wise counsel for dating skills. Yeah, your friend that's been divorced seven times probably can't really tell you a whole lot about keeping a marriage together. After two or three times, maybe you look at yourself and say, you know, it, it, it could be me. It's possible. I know you don't want to believe it, but it, it might be you. And when we have an opportunity to choose a voice in our life, we should choose wisely. If I'm going to call someone about this relationship, I'm going to call the man of God. If I'm going to ask somebody about should I buy this house or not, I should ask somebody who's a prayerful person. If I'm going to ask somebody about uh, this relationship, I'm going, to, I'm going to ask a voice that I know talks to God on a regular basis. Oh, hallelujah. Ain't nobody want to talk back to the preacher today. It's okay. I'm going somewhere. Hang with me. Hang with me. Hang with me. We... We need to choose wise voices in our lives. And then there's the voice of God. Hallelujah. The voice of God is one of the most powerful voices that you will ever hear. God has only spoke to me in an audible voice a couple times in my life. But those couple times have set me on a path that no man can remove me from. You don't need God talking to you in an audible voice every day. 
No, no, no. Most of the time, God talks to me through premonition. Most of the time, God talks to me through uh, a confirming word from someone else. Most of the time, God talks to me just in a thought, and I'm just like, my God, I feel that, and I see that, and brings me revelation. But there's only been a few times that God opened his mouth and spoke to me, and it was so close, I thought someone was in my ear speaking to me. But those times changed my life forever. I've never been the same. I've never walked the same. I've never lived the same. Listen, when God spoke to me in an audible voice, there were people I never talked to again. I deleted phone numbers from my phone. I gave up on some things. I walked away from some things. You need to hear the voice of God in your life. Hallelujah. And the voice of God is easily accessible as well. What do you mean by that, Pastor Chavis? I mean that if you really want to hear God speak, you pick up your Bible every day and you read it and you will be hearing the voice of God speak. And if you want to hear God talk out loud, then read out loud. Hallelujah. And it was Samuel who showed us that God will speak to you in different ways. Samuel was just a young boy sleeping in his bed when God spoke to him and said, Samuel, arise. And Samuel woke up and he ran into Eli and he said, "Uh, Pastor, did you call me? I'm going to give you a revelation here. He said, Pastor, did you call me? Eli said, no, boy, go go to bed, it's late. And, and And so Samuel went and laid back down and God spoke to him again, Samuel, arise. Samuel gets up and he runs back into the... To the man of God, hey, uh, Lord, you keep calling me. He said, Samuel, I have not called you. Go late. He said, wait a minute, Samuel. He said, what do you hear? He said, I, I hear your voice saying, arise. He said, you know what? The next time you hear it, just say, here I am, Lord. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Samuel When Samuel heard God speak, it sounded just like his pastor. That's why if you stay close to the man of God, when you hear God speak, it'll be no you will know that it is God. The devil ain't ever going to tell you to pray. The devil ain't ever going to tell you to read your Bible. The devil ain't ever going to tell you to go evangelize. The devil ain't ever going to tell you to go do something for God. The devil ain't ever going to tell you to pay your tithe. The devil ain't ever going to tell you to go help a neighbor. The devil ain't ever going to tell you to love someone that hates you. The devil ain't, come on somebody, there's some things the devil ain't ever going to say. But when you hear it, you say, I know that's from God. Because it sounds just like what the pastor preached last week. I know there's God because it sounds like something my pastor would say. The voice of God needs to be heard in the church again. Hallelujah. And if you ever hear the voice of God from this pulpit, it'll come through a man of God. Hallelujah. You ought to pray for your pastor. You ought to pray for the leadership of this church because if you ever get direction, it'll be from this pulpit. You got to pray for the man of God. You got to pray for the leadership because if you ever get vision, it'll come from this pulpit. If you ever get direction, it'll come from this pulpit. 
God will not break rank. Let me say that again. God will not break rank. In other words, God will not be telling you something that is totally separate from what he's telling the man of God. God doesn't do that. You can't find that in that Bible nowhere. I'm not, I'm not trying to be cultural right now. I'm trying to be biblical. Go to your Bible. God will never break rank. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says this in the book of Psalms. It says that unto the children of Israel, God revealed his acts. And unto Moses, he revealed his ways. What does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means that the children of Israel only understood what God did in action. But Moses understood why God did it. God revealed unto Moses his ways, but the children of Israel could only see what he did. We need the voice of leadership in our life. We need the voice of God in our life. You need to pray, God, speak to my pastor. You need to pray every day. You need to say, God, protect him. I'll watch his family, all that stuff. And then you say, God, speak to my man of God. Open his eyes to revelation. Speak to my pastor today, Lord. Speak to him. Give him direction. Give him vision. Give him passion. But today, my lesson is about the greatest voice. And I know you're thinking right now, what? A voice greater than my parents? A voice greater than my pastor? A voice greater than God? Pastor Chavis has lost his mind. You mean there's a voice that's greater than all of that? There is a voice that's greater than God's voice? That don't even make sense. Get this man off the pulpit. Somebody go uh, arrest this man. Tar and feather him. Bishop Mallory, I love you so much. Don't get mad at me. Don't kick me out today, Bishop. <laughs> That's a great man of God right there. Sister Mallory, I love you guys so much. I'm a little nervous today to be preaching in front of greatness. Don't judge me. There is a greater voice. And the greatest voice in the world is yours. Your voice is greater than your parents. Your voice is greater than your pastor. And yes, your voice is greater than God's. What you say about yourself is more important than what anybody says about you. What you say about God is more important than what the pastor says about God. You have the greatest voice in your life. Yeah. The fool have said in his heart, there is no God. And his voice was so powerful that to him, there was no God. If you say you can, you can. And if you say you cannot, you cannot. Oh, hallelujah. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Because you've heard the word, you've heard the pastor, and you've heard from God. But you keep saying that you can't do it. You keep saying that you can't minister. You keep saying that you can't get it. You keep saying that you're never going to make it. You keep saying my family's never going to be saved. You keep, 
Your parents said you could do it. The pastor said you could do it. And God already spoke over you. But now you kind of get it for yourself and say, I believe it. I receive it. And I'm going to do it. I have the greatest voice in my life. My, 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 my. There is a voice in this room today that's greater than my voice. And it's the voice that's in your head right now that's saying, I'm going to get right with God. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to get my marriage back together. I'm going to pray tomorrow. I'm going to walk in faith. I'm going to achieve my destiny through the will of God. That voice is greater than every voice. Hallelujah. Can I prove it to you for just a few moments and I'm going to be done? That prodigal son that sat in that pigsty, Luke 15 is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. But you go read it for yourself in Luke 15. He was in the pigsty. He had wasted his life. His father wasn't there. His brother wasn't there. No man gave unto him. That's what the Bible said. No man gave unto him. He was all by himself. And the Bible said that he would have fain filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. But he came to himself. Oh, hallelujah. God didn't come to him. His brother didn't come to him. His father didn't come to him. The Bible said he came to himself and he said... When he realized where he was, when he realized how far he went, he didn't need a preacher. He didn't need a Bible verse. He didn't need a choir singing. The Bible said he said to himself, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread and enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise. I will go to my father. I will say to my father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. It was his voice that got him out of the pigsty. It was his voice that got him up. It was his voice that made him start walking home. It was his voice that brought him to a place to say, hey, Father. It was his voice that got him close enough to the Father to see him. He didn't have no preacher. He didn't have no Bible. God never spoke to him. He spoke to himself. And there's some people sitting in this room today. I can preach till I'm blue in the face. But when you start preaching, when you start saying, I need God. I got I to have you. I got to change my life. I got to change my ways. When you start preaching, God will do something that I can't do. God will do something that the pastor can't do. God will do your voice is the greatest voice. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There was a woman that had an issue of blood. And she heard that Jesus was coming. And she was desperate. She had spent all her money. She had tried every doctor. She had tried every salve. She tried all the oils that y'all women be using. All them oils. She was signed up for Young Living. And she was selling oils on Instagram. She was selling oils everywhere. You couldn't even walk by her. It smelled like lemon and paprika and something else. And just, girl, you smell like a pine tree. It's what you smell like. How you going to smell like Christmas all the time? She had all these oils. Nothing worked. Nothing was working for her. Not one thing was working for her. But she heard that Jesus was coming by. Watch. Watch this. And she said... 
The Bible tells us in verse 21, in verse 21 of Matthew 9, the Bible says, For she said within herself, If I may touch his garment, I shall be whole. Where did that come from? What Bible verse was she reading? There ain't no Bible that says the hem of the garment will heal. She made that junk up. But she believed it. And because she believed it, it happened. It wasn't the voice of the preacher. It wasn't the voice of her parents. It wasn't the voice of the word. But it was her voice that made her crawl on her hands and knees. It was her voice that made her get out of that bed. It was her voice that said, I'm going to see Jesus. It was her voice that made her reach out and touch the hem of his garment. And it was her voice that set her free. He said, a woman, thy faith have made thee whole. Thy faith have made thee whole. Thy faith have made thee whole. I think somebody's getting it. I think somebody's getting it. That's right. You're in control, sir. You're in control, ma'am. Stop letting the devil lie to you. Stop letting your family lie to you. Stop letting your past hold you paralyzed. But you ought to get up and start preaching yourself a message. I know I can make it. I know God's got a plan for my life. I know God's going to bring me out. I will not die here. I will live and I will not die. I'm going to make it out. I'm going to be saved. My family's going to be saved. Where is your message at? I've been preaching for about 30 minutes, but where's your message at? Where's your song? Where's your voice? It doesn't matter what I say today. It matters what you say. If you're going to come out, it's going to be because you believe you can come out. Whom, whom do men say that I am? What are the voices saying? What are the voices saying about me? Whom do men say that I am? What's, what's the news on the street? Give me the 411. Well, one voice said you're a prophet. One voice said that you're Elias. One voice said you might be Jeremiah. One voice said, you might be Elijah. He said, that sounds good. Now, whom do you say that I am? What does your voice say? Everybody got quiet because they didn't have no opinion. Nobody had opinions. They were all letting other people think for them. They had no opinion until Peter said, you know what? I've been thinking, and I, and I believe you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. That's what I say. And Jesus said, ha, flesh and blood have not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say that you are Peter. And upon this rock, I'm going to build my church because you didn't listen to everybody else, because you didn't listen to the other voices, but you listened to the Spirit. You spoke the truth. It's your voice. Your voice. Somebody shout my voice. Shout my voice. 
My voice is greater than the enemy's voice. My voice is greater than my family's voice. My voice is greater. It's got to come out of me. I got to say it. I got to do it. I got to walk it. I'm almost finished. Moses is in the desert. And he sees a bush burning, but it's not consumed. And he's got his sheep, and he's, and he's, and he's, and he's busy. He, he has to get these sheep back home. He is on the back side of the desert. The Bible's very clear. Read it, for, read it for yourself in Exodus chapter 3. Verse 1 through about 5. The Bible says he's on the back side of the desert. He's got to get these sheep home. But he sees this bush burning. And the Bible says that Moses said to himself, I will now turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. Who was he talking to? He was talking to him. He was talking to himself. Moses was talking, he wasn't talking to the sheep. I mean, he had been out there, but I mean, my God. He said to himself, I'm going to go see about this. And the Bible says, and when God saw that he turned, God spoke and said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here am I. Most of the time, the reason that we never hear God speak is because we don't speak. Listen, listen, listen to me. Get this, get this. His voice is directly connected to my voice. That when I say, you know what, I'm going to stop living like this. You know what, I'm going to give him a try. I'm so busy with all this stuff I got to do. I'm out here on the backside of the desert. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child, whichever one you want. But, it, but, but when you say, you know what, I'm going to stop, and I am going to turn aside. I'm just going to check it out. I'm going to see what it's about. When God sees that you turn, that's when his mouth opens. And he says, Moses, Moses. <laughs> Moses, Moses. Woo-hoo. I wonder... Whose voice will release his voice today? Yeah. Music music can come. Music can come. What voice in this room today will be the catalyst for his voice to speak? What voice? Careful who you let speak into your mind. Because if it gets in your mind, it it might come out your mouth. And your mind isn't the problem. Your mouth is. Joseph had a dream, but they didn't hate him until he told it. When his dream came out of his mouth, it caused his brothers to hate him. Thankfully. Because if they would have never hated him, they would have never sold him. And if they would have never sold him, 
Potiphar's wife would have never lied on him. And if Potiphar's wife would have never lied on him, he'd have never met the baker and the butler. And if he'd have never met the baker and the butler, he'd have never met Pharaoh. And if he never met Pharaoh, he never would have been second in charge of Egypt. And if he never would have been second in charge of Egypt, he never would have, he never would have had a chance to save the brothers that hated him in the first place. Do you see it? Do you see? You got to open your mouth. You got to say something. You got to tell the world, God, God has released me into ministry. God has released me into favor. I will make it out of this. My family will be saved. My marriage will get put back together. I will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost today. You can remain standing. This is why. Are you ready for this? Everybody ready? This is why we repent. Listen, honestly, think about this. The God that knows everything wants you to tell him that you're wrong. You know I'm wrong, bro. Why would you need me to tell you? Matter of fact, you know better than I know how wrong I am. Because I've done some dirt that I don't even remember doing. I'm talking to somebody. Somebody in this room with the bed with a 10 woke up with a 2. Anybody want to talk back to the preacher? Real talk. Hashtag real talk in the house today. Most of, most of us in this room have done stuff we don't even remember doing. God knows better than you know how evil you really are. Matter of fact, he knows those secret places in your heart that you don't tell anybody about. Those dark images that form in your mind. God knows all of your mess. But he wants me to tell him I'm a sinner. Why? Because there's power in your voice. When you say, Lord, I'm sorry. When you say, Lord, I'm a sinner. When you admit it. When you admit to it, now he can do something about it. He cannot do anything about a sin that we will not admit to. We have to admit it. He says, so repent. You use your voice and tell me that you need me. You use your voice and tell me that you're sorry. You use your voice and tell me that you cannot make it without me. You use your voice. Then, when you do, you are baptized in my name. And I wash away all those sins. I blot them out. I push them back from eternity. Now, when you come out of the water, you are a new creature in Christ. A new creation. There's never been another you. All your sins are passed away. The old is passed away. And behold, all things are made new. Watch this. Then he says... And I will fill you with the Holy Ghost. And we know that when we receive the Holy Ghost, it's by the evidence of what? He says, if you will speak to me, I will speak through you. <laughs> if you'll open your mouth, if you'll give me control of your voice, I'll speak through you. And I'll speak through you words that cannot be uttered. I will speak to you with voices of men and voices of angels and you will tear down the enemy's kingdom in your life through the words that I will speak through you.
He said, if you'll speak to me, I'll speak through you. So today, I wonder if there's anybody in here that has something to say. Anybody in here that has something? The devil has already spoke over you. The enemy already spoke over you. The enemy said you couldn't make it. The enemy said you were going to hell. The enemy said he's mine. The enemy said she's mine. But I rebuke the enemy. His voice is not more powerful than my voice. My voice outweighs his voice every time. He already spoke over your family. He already spoke over your children. He already spoke over your future. But why don't you speak over your family? Why don't you speak over your children? Why don't you speak over your future? Why don't you speak over your destiny? This altar is open for anybody that's got something to say. God, I need you. God, I got to have you. God, I know you're going to make a way. Come on, the altar is open. Come pray. Come pray with us. Come on, the music's going to play for just a moment. But I want you to come down. I want you to come close. There's people coming all the way from the back. People coming. Come close. Fill it in. Fill it in. Fill it in. Fill it in. My God, my God, my God. How for the Holy Ghost here. Come on, mama. Come on, mama. Speak over your family. Come on, mother. Speak over your children. Come on, father. Speak over your home. Speak over your future. Why don't you take your hand, lay it on your own head, and say, Lord, I speak over my mind. I command my mind to be free today. I command my mind to be free today. Come on, that's it. You ought to speak it right now. Some of you are going to open your mouth to speak, and the Holy Ghost is going to speak through you. You're going to receive the Holy Ghost standing right where you are. Because the Lord, when you give him control of your mouth, he's going to speak through you. When you let him control your voice, he's going to speak through you. Come on, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it moving. I feel it moving. If there's any ministry in the building, I want you to move throughout this crowd and lay hands on people. Move throughout this crowd and lay hands on those who need the Holy Ghost, who need healing in their body. Come on, if you're standing here today, you're, you have disease, you have pain, you have suffering, lift your voice and speak over that pain. Speak over that disease. Cancer, you cannot live in my body. Diabetes, you cannot live in my body. Arthritis, get out of my bones. Right now, I'm healed in Jesus' name. Come on, say it, say it. Say it, I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm free in Jesus' name. I'm delivered in Jesus' name. Satan, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Say it, say it, say it. Come on, you got to say it, you got to say it. I was buried beneath my shame.
He's calling you out today. He's bringing somebody out right now. Open your mouth and declare. Your freedom is all I know. And your freedom is all that I know. The old man knew. The old man knew. Jesus, when I say. Jesus, when I Because you've been set free. Somebody rejoice. Because God has delivered.
living in the light. Somebody ought to praise the Lord. Come on, if he brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light, you ought to give him praise. I'm living in the light. And the devil is a liar.
the devil has no more chains on me I made up my mind someone say I'm living in the light I'm living in the light now somebody get your praise on I'm living in the light now somebody celebrate celebrate feel so good no more chains I'm living in the light now come on praise the Lord come on lift him up 